This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hey, it's Annie Grace, and I am answering readers' questions. And today I have a question, um, and that is, it's a simple one, but it's intense. It says, what, hi Annie, what can you say about drinking as a mother of an infant loaded I know? Um, so first of all, I just, I just want you to know that you're totally not alone. It's not something we talk about, so huge kudos to you for bringing this up and bringing it out to the open and having a conversation about this because I think that really it's just very, very common, but we're not talking about it because it does feel loaded and it does feel shame inducing and guilt inducing and and wrong and stuff like that. I can tell you in my experience with my second son, I actually had my dad smuggle me wine in a water bottle into the hospital, which he agreed to do for me because I told him that I was just so anxious and I needed it. And of course I hadn't been drinking pregnant, but as soon as he was born, I was, um, he was sleeping right next to me. He was not even six hours old and I was drinking my water bottle full of wine. I had my dad bring me wine and sushi. And, and I think that's just, almost normal you know not that maybe everybody is smuggling it into the hospital that like I was but I think that it is really normal for especially when you've created this sense of deprivation so here's what happens is that we go into pregnancy and it was it's very interesting because the contrast for me between not drinking now and not drinking during my first two pregnancies and even we could say like the contrast so I was a drinker during my first two pregnancies I was not a drinker during my third pregnancy so my feeling during my third pregnancy of giving up alcohol was non-existent because I already didn't drink. And the work I had done around my mindset around alcohol was such that it wasn't that I didn't, you know, I was not drinking, but I really wanted to. It was that I felt like I didn't have to drink anymore. I was so thankful that I felt like I never had to drink again. And so from that perspective and that point of view, I was really just it was a non-issue. I was really relieved. Whereas my first two pregnancies where I was a drinker, it was one of the biggest bummers for me. I was also very nauseous for nine months, but like, aside from that, not drinking was literally one of the biggest bummers for me. There would be lots of events that we would get invited to that I just didn't want to go to because I felt so sorry for myself that I wasn't drinking. I mourned it the entire nine months. I felt bad for myself the whole nine months. I felt left out the whole nine months. I felt deprived the whole nine months. I felt, you know, really miserable. And a lot of that obviously was my thinking. I was thinking that I was not going to have as much fun without a drink. I was not going to enjoy the things that we were doing without a drink. I wasn't going to enjoy um, the barbecue that we were going to or the friend's birthday party or going out to dinner or any of that stuff. And so I was just really feeling sorry for myself. And that perpetuated into me feeling really what I would classify as the forbidden fruit syndrome, where you can't have something and the pressure and the desire for it builds up and builds up and builds up to where when my babies were born, I was drinking a lot and I was very intentional about it. You can buy these strips that you can test your milk to make sure that your milk is an alcoholic and then you can pump and dump. And I was doing all sorts of things like that. I remember going on business trips, pumping, testing the milk, dumping the milk that had alcohol in it, waiting six hours to you know let my body process the alcohol 
so that I could pump again, you know, literally jumping through hoops so that I could be a drinker again. And a lot of that had to do with me depriving myself during pregnancy without the right set of beliefs. You know, I was depriving myself of something I really believed I wanted, something that I thought was like the elixir of life and it was really helpful for me and it was something that I thought added joy to my life and added peace to my life and all of these things and and when I was pregnant with my daughter, my third pregnancy, I had dealt with all those beliefs. I knew that alcohol wasn't actually the answer to my stress or the answer to my social life or the answer to my anxiety, or it wasn't the thing that was bringing me joy. Actually, the things in my life were bringing me joy. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter how joyful a situation is. If you have a belief that you're not having fun, you're not going to have fun. If you have a belief that it's not worth it, if a drink isn't in your hand, that is what's going to be reality. Our beliefs really, truly create our reality. And so when I was believing that, oh, I'm just going to be miserable without a drink, I would go to barbecues and be miserable without a drink. Then I was pregnant again as a non-drinker and I didn't have that belief. And I would go equally as pregnant, equally non-drinking and have a great time. And that is just the power of our beliefs. So I think there's a lot to be said for the fact that when we create this forbidden fruit syndrome, when we've deprived ourselves in our minds for nine months by not drinking for the pregnancy, as soon as the baby comes and we can figure out a way around, you know, I've, I've known a lot of moms to literally wean because they want to drink. So they'll, they'll do formula before they may have otherwise. And there's nothing obviously wrong with formula at all, but they would do that despite possibly wanting to nurse for longer just because they want to get back to drinking and feeling normal. And there's so much in your life that doesn't feel normal when you have a new baby. And so if you can find like this one thing, and by the way, what are all the other moms we know telling us? They're basically telling us the same thing. Like, oh, okay, great. Now you can have a glass of wine. Let me bring it over for you. Let's, you know, figure out pump and dump is just a really real thing. You know, you pump your milk, you dump it out. And then you wait until your body processes the alcohol before nursing again, you know, all of these things. I would say, in fact, my drinking increased both times during the newborn phase and just maintained that higher level. So I'd say, you know, here I was drinking and it was probably slowly increasing. Then it would stop because I was pregnant. And then right when the baby was born, I would like spike up and then I would stay at that higher level, then stop for another pregnancy, baby would be born and I would spike up. And I think that there's just so much stress and pressure. And what happens, I think also as a new mom or any new parent, dad included, who has a baby in the house and all of a sudden like life has changed as you know it. Your body doesn't feel the same. Your home doesn't feel the same. Your sleep schedule doesn't feel the same. Everything is different. And so when you start to drink with that mentality, alcohol does do something different in the brain because it does actually numb some of the emotion and it numbs some of the intensity and it does feel because of that numbing thing a lot like relief. Now, here's the thing. If you're drinking socially and you're not under a, a huge amount of stress and you're not sleep deprived and you're not um, upset about whatever or you're not having to adjust to a new thing and you, you drink, you're not going to have that relief from the numbing aspect of alcohol. But if you drink, when you have all that stress piled up, this is often why people who report that, you know, they, their first drink was 
just like the best thing ever and they were hooked from then on out usually if you dig into that situation they had a lot of stress in their early childhood they had a lot of stress by the time they had that first drink at maybe 13 14 15 and so that first drink really was like oh my gosh this is what has been missing and so as a new mom that feels really similar so it's interesting because alcohol can get its hooks in you in a very different way when you're drinking as a new mom because of all the reasons that i just said the stress that you're dealing with and the fact that alcohol does have a numbing agent now the numbing is very short-lived as we know and it wears off and all the stuff we were drinking for actually gets worse and it creates um alcohol releases cortisol and uh you know, increases your anxiety and all of these sorts of neurochemical things and physiological things. So it doesn't do what we think it's doing, but our brains definitely get tricked into, oh, this is the thing that helps. This is the thing that's really going to help. So what do I think about drinking with a newborn? First, I think let yourself off the hook. I mean, that's the core message here is that you need to have grace and compassion for yourself because you're not evil or shameful or a horrible person. You're just doing the best you can with the tools you have. And by the way, the tools that's been given to new moms is in a big way wine. It's one of the big tools that's given to new moms. (laughs) I went to a baby shower after I'd stopped drinking and literally it was a baby shower where the baby bathtub was full of beer and ice. And that was a gift. And of course the mom couldn't drink and she was sitting there quite miserable, but, um, and there was all sorts of alcohol that was given to the mom for when she was not pregnant anymore. Like the theme and not, I talked to the mom, she didn't want this, but the theme was that they were all going to give her lots of different things so that she could indulge herself when, and it was like, they were trying to make it a mommy shower and really indulge the mom, but the mom couldn't drink any of it at that moment. And of course, We all know that it wasn't ultimately good for her, but I would just really, you know, give yourself grace here. Give yourself some compassion. I believe that change starts and is most successful from a place of compassion first and from understanding like, okay, I'm not alone in this. This is unfortunately very normal in our society and you are doing the best you can with the tools you have. And then I would just really start to just get very, very conscious and present about your drinks, does it do what you hoped it would do? I would journal before you took your first sip. I would journal uh, 20 minutes after that first drink. I would write down, or if you don't have time to journal because you're a new mom, just do, like I would do selfie videos. I would pick up my phone and do a selfie video. This is how I'm feeling. I had one drink. This is how it feels. Or I do a voice memo or you know, voice to text in my notes app, any sort of thing, just in the, the minutes to just really, really get under the skin of you think alcohol is doing something for you. That's why you drink it. You believe it has a benefit and get under the skin of like, is it really benefiting me? And get super, super mindful about it. And then, you know, if you're feeling like it, pick up a copy of This Naked Mind or The Alcohol Experiment, or absolutely, it's always free at alcoholexperiment.com. And just even if you don't want to stop drinking, go through every day at alcoholexperiment.com and get the video and get the email and just watch it and start to understand and learn about what alcohol really does so that you can, you know, absolutely let yourself off the hook even more and to give you the new beliefs that make it so much easier to change. Because once your beliefs have shifted, then your desire to drink changes. And then it becomes really, really easy to change because it goes from, oh, I don't get to drink anymore, feel bad for myself, you know, like it was during my first two pregnancies to, 
gosh, I don't have to drink. Thank goodness I don't have to drink. And then I get pregnant. I'm like, and I don't even have to like, now I don't even have to have an excuse for not drinking. This is fabulous. You know, it was an added bonus actually during my third pregnancy. So anyway, grace for yourself is the most important thing. And sending you love, it's so intense to have a new baby anyway. So just be really gentle with yourself right now. It's the best way to change. And it's the best thing you can do um, to really become aware The thing that prevents awareness is us not being gentle enough with ourselves and all change happens on the other side of awareness. All right. Thank you. Hi, it's Annie Grace. I wanted to interrupt this podcast, or I guess the end of this podcast to say that if you are totally serious about actually truly and forevermore transforming your relationship with alcohol, really leaving it behind in the rear view mirror for once and forevermore and changing your psychology about it, we have a program called The Path that is created specifically for you. Now, it's not for you if you just, you know, are still dabbling or still trying to figure out where you want to be or, you know, maybe even still want to moderate. All those things are fine. But if you are beyond that and you're like, no, I just want to be done with this. I'm ready to invest some time and I'm ready to just make this happen. I want you to check out nakedmindpath.com and join us in the path where you can truly make this lasting change you want in your life. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.